Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. All right, guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. And this episode will be a little bit different because at the same time as I'm recording this podcast, I am also live in the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group because I want to take some questions on this topic. So hopefully those that are watching live will play along and give me some questions to take. That way this can be really, really impactful. So for those of you who are new to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, my name is Ashley Kirkwood, and I'm going to hope that that does not get in. <laughs> I just dropped my phone, so I'm not even going to edit that out. But my name is Ashley Kirkwood. I'm the founder of Speak Your Way to Cash. I'm also an attorney and founder of Mobile General Counsel, the law firm for entrepreneurs. And prior to going into speaking full time and prior to starting my own law firm and my own business, I actually worked in inside sales. So I did a lot of inside sales and not everyone has that experience. So for me, it was not foreign to have to sell and it wasn't foreign to have to do it in a really met like in a really uh, targeted way. So the sales aspect of it really doesn't doesn't bother me too much. But I do believe that as speakers, there's a certain mindset that we need to start selling. There's a certain mindset that we need to start selling. And so we're going to talk about that mindset, what you need and some of the mental blocks that may be stopping you from selling. And I'm going to share some um, vulnerable things about my life and some things that have stopped me from going 100 percent hard in the past. Hey, Ashley, joining in from Atlanta. Um that I think would be good for us to keep in mind of. So again, Ashley Kirkwood, the Speaker Rate of Cash podcast. This podcast episode is being recorded live in the Speaker Rate of Cash Facebook group. So if you all hear me talking to anyone else or if you hear me answering questions, that's where they're coming from. So if you're not in the group, then join the group so that you could be um, a part of the next podcast taping and possibly get your questions answered. So number one, number one, the number one thing that you need from a mindset perspective when it comes to selling is you need to believe in your product if you are a moral person now there are some people who could sell anything they will sell ice to a like have you ever heard that saying like I could sell ice to an Eskimo like they could sell something to people who don't even need it like they could just sell whatever it is but you need to believe in your product and whatever that product is I remember never taking a job from um, a company whose products I did not believe in. So if I was offered a sales job for a company and I just couldn't get behind the products, I couldn't see how it would benefit the person on the other end. I just wouldn't sell it, point blank, period. And I'm gonna tell you something, when you're good at selling, you will always have options and you'll never be broke. And my dad was in sales, so that was something he always told me. So let's bring it down to speakers. What does that mean for speakers? So if you're a speaker, your product is going to be your speech, um, your talent, your personality, and your capability. And so if you don't believe in your speech, you don't believe in the speech because you haven't practiced it, it hasn't been well crafted, you don't know whether it's the perfect fit for that audience, that comes out in the way that you sell it. It comes out in your tone, it comes out in your um, your promotional materials, because let me tell you something. 
When I believed that I would be a successful lawyer, I did not stop until I got into the best law school in Chicago. Like for me, or one of the best law schools in Chicago, because I went to Northwestern. Anyone who's from Chicago knows that the University of Chicago people like to claim that they're the best of the best, but you know what? We're going to let them have that. Northwestern is one of the best law schools in Chicago, and for me, it was by far the best law school, but it came at a really, really, really large sticker price. So I had the option between going to a law school that was lowly ranked but paying nothing or going going to Northwestern and taking out debt to do it. Now, uh, different people will have a different belief system about this, but here's why I did it. I decided to forego a full scholarship um, at a lower-ranked law school and go to Northwestern because I knew that once I got in Northwestern, I would get phenomenal grades, I would land a top job, and I would come out making big money. Now, if I would have stayed at my first law school, it was not as highly ranked. It was not as highly ranked, um, but it was not as highly ranked, but... Um, it would have been free. It would have been free. But I looked at the average salary. So the average salary out of my first law school was 50 grand, y'all, for a lawyer. 50 grand. I promise I'm going to bring this back to speakers. 50 grand for a lawyer. But out of Northwestern, the average salary, meaning average Joe Schmo, average Joe who graduates, was making $200,000 at graduation. Not after several years, but to do that, you had to do well. You can't go to Northwestern and fail out. You can't go to Northwestern and have bottom-of-the-barrel grades. You still had to perform well. But I believed that I could do it. So what did I do? I made the investment in myself and in my career and in my future to go to Northwestern. And guess what I did? Because I knew how big of an investment it was. I showed up and I showed out. And I got the grades and I got the job and I started at the 200K. I did all the things I said I would do. But it starts with a belief that you can do it because... If you don't believe your speech will change the world, if you don't believe that your speaking capability will impact lives, if you don't believe that you as a speaker has a message that the world needs to hear, you won't invest. So your website will suck forever. I believe in starting with a website that sucks because I believe you should start. I don't think you should wait until you have all your brand collateral perfect and all that other stuff because for a lot of people, if they keep putting it off until it's perfect, they'll never start. So I believe in actually starting. However... The more interested you are in your success and the more you believe in your success, you are going to invest to get a better website. You are going to invest to get a good speaking coach. You are going to invest to come to Speak Your Way to Cash live in either Atlanta or Chicago because you know that if you invest in yourself and in the right tools and resources, you'll be successful. There's no doubt about that. But if you're on the fence... It shows up in every area of your life. And I'm telling you, so many people think that mindset is like a fluffy thing. Like, oh, no, my mindset's not right. And maybe that that will only mean that I won't... Um that I won't look, you know, I won't look like a success. Or they think like, it doesn't matter about my mindset because I'm not making money. Or it doesn't matter. Like, let me tell you, your mindset shows up in every area of your life. It shows up in your bank account physically. It shows up in the way you keep your house physically. It shows up in the way that you work with your clients like that, it literally shows up. It does not just stay in your mind. And as a speaker, if you're not always looking to grow and improve, it's typically because you don't really believe you can be successful at this thing. And one bad thing will happen and you'll just quit. And I'm going to tell you guys, I have had moments where I wanted to quit. Last week, 
I didn't want to quit. I won't say I've had moments where I wanted to quit. I've had moments where I've been like, dang, this is really hard and I need uh, I need to reevaluate my life. So last week, I lost $10,000 in speaking contracts, meaning that the schools either signed the contract and defaulted and or um, the client pulled the event before happening. And yes, we have contracts and yes, there are penalties for them for doing that and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, that was um, a significant amount because... We're talking about one week. If you have 10000 now, keep in mind, I lost 10000 in a week. That doesn't mean I didn't get money from other places, but losing that ten k was like, mm, okay, that's a little something to lose. But I had to change my mindset around that thing really quickly. And what I changed my mindset to was, okay, it's pretty bad. I don't, I try not to curse, but it's pretty bad that I even had 10K in revenue to lose. You know what I mean? Like I was getting those contracts on a weekly basis. So that's pretty decent. So, you know, you got to change your mindset around it. And for me, I really have to work to do whatever it takes for me to keep my mind right. I listen to podcasts. I listen to music. I work out now. I do any and everything I can to keep my mind right so that I can sell myself and my services to people that actually need them. It's vital. It's vital. And we do a lot of mindset work at Speak Your Way to Cash Live. Like we ask, how long are you willing to work and wait for your dreams? Because everyone on the internet makes it look like it's going to be fast. And speaking isn't one of those things. You could sign up for Speak Your Way to Cash Live. You could sign up for my one-on-one coaching program. You you could sign up for all those things, but if you don't take what we tell you to do and actually do it, the doing is the problem. Most people don't have an information issue, they have an execution issue. So we have to make sure our mind is right. So your your beliefs about your products, your services, your speeches, that converts into every area of your life and of your speaking business. So you got to get your mind right. So how do you need your mindset to be set up? One, you need to believe that what you are putting out into the world will change it for the better. And I don't know how you need to get there. If you need to get there by doing affirmations every day, that's something that really helps for me. Eating healthy, strange, really helps to keep my mind right. Meditating, praying, all these different things that you know, drink water, mind your business, all the stuff you know that you should be doing to keep your mind right. Like some of that stuff really works and you just need to try the thing that works for you. Positive music really helps. Um, Limiting your time on social media. I put a timer on mine. For just scrolling, not when I'm doing live videos and stuff. I think it's like 30 minutes a day is my new like goal for social media, just like aimlessly scrolling because it's going to happen. You're going to aimlessly scroll. It's just what's going to happen. So, you know, limit that type of stuff. Figure out what it is you need to do to get your mindset right. But you really do have to believe that what you are putting out into the world will change it for the better. And when you are prospecting clients, prospect those clients that actually need what you're selling. I'm not going to sell an education speech for college students to an elementary school. Like, it doesn't even make sense. So, of course, it's going to impact and affect my confidence because there's not a fit between the product that I'm selling and the the market that I'm selling it to. So some people get really discouraged when they're like, oh, people can't afford my stuff or I'm not landing clients, but they're not even selling it to the right people, which is why the first part of the Speak Your Way to Cash Elite program centers around us developing a pitch planning strategy for your specific market. That's what takes people the most time. And we kind of cut that out right in the beginning. Okay, so your belief, your beliefs lead to your actions. Okay, they literally lead to your actions. So what actions do you need to take in order to ensure that you have the right mindset to sell? You need to be pitching every single week to someone in your target. 
every single week you need to be pitching. If you're not pitching every single week and you don't already have a full calendar and you're fully booked and you're fully staffed, then what exactly are you doing as a speaker? I mean, like, why are you, do you really want speaking to be a part of your revenue? So you have to develop your pitch and sales strategy call or your pitch and sales strategy your pitch and sales strategy on the front end, but then you need to actually be pitching. You need to actually be pitching. And that's not something that you're going to do without knowing who you should pitch to, knowing where to find engagement. So if you have questions about any of that, then make sure you're at Speak Your Way to Cash Live or you work with me one-on-one. But you do really want to make sure that you're actually pitching um, because that really is going to be the way, that's going to be your route in to getting engagement. And you need to pitch consistently. And I say consistently because, look guys, here's the thing. If you are pitching inconsistently, inconsistently, so you pitch one month, you don't pitch the next month, you will never be able to make sales projections. Do you ever wonder how there are some businesses who are like, I'm on track to hit six figures. I'm on track to hit, you know, seven figures this year. The reason they're doing that is because they have a consistent way to get money into their business. And they know if they send out those 300 cold pitches, that will convert to 10 warm leads. That will convert to two sales a week. And so if you know those numbers, you can scale it up. You can say, okay, I need a thousand leads a week because that'll get me to about seven cold leads. Then that'll get me to about five clients contract in hand. And of people that sign contracts, some will still default. So then you, you can factor in for those margins. It is a numbers game. It really is. It really is a numbers game. Now, through um, the Speaker Rate of Cash Elite program, my one-on-one coaching program, one of the things we talk about is how you can use conferences and more strategic opportunities that cost an investment um, for you to actually get uh, higher qualified leads without doing all of the, like without doing it all cold, without doing it all just totally off the strength of your hands. But for most of you just starting out, you're cold pitching. Like that is what you're doing. You don't know about some of the other strategic opportunities that are out there, but you need a plan. You need a process. And even if it is conferences and selling from the stage and all of that, how many do you need to do a year to hit your goals? How many cold leads converts to sales? How many do you need on your email list for them to buy your $50 product? How does that change if the product is $200? So you need all of that data. All of that becomes integral and key. So if you all have any questions, if you're joining from the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group, please do drop them in the comments. Or if you're joining um, live elsewhere, drop those questions in the comments so that we can answer some of those. But you definitely need consistent actions that lead to results. And when I say consistent... You need to do something for six months <laughs> before you say it doesn't work. At least, like minimum three months. But six months will actually allow you to make some projections because it'll account for like bad months, good months, etc. It'll really allow you to start making some projections. But you need your efforts to be directed into a strategic place that will actually lead to results. I know firsthand because I've hired coaches, I've taken classes, I've done everything that I can think to do. And every time I have a new um, initiative or a new marketing strategy that I want to launch, I look for who's the guru in that space and I take their classes and I do all that type of stuff. So I know for a fact that the easiest way for me to make sure my efforts are targeted is by talking to someone who's already making money doing that thing and then learning from them. It just saves time. And a lot of people don't really have time for that. Um, They don't have time to waste. So one of the questions that we got from the Speak Your Way to Cash live Facebook group was, when do you actually start charging to speak? That's a really good question. Here's the thing. 
you can start charging to speak right out the gate. But you need before you start charging to speak, I think you need to have a speech that will impact the audience that you're charging. And you need to make sure the result that you promise or the information that you're conveying, you're a true expert in. And if you are, then that's fine because there are some people who don't have great technical speaking skills that are actually experts. So even though they don't know how to convey the information, the information that they're conveying is so high level, so impactful, so transformational that it doesn't really matter that they don't know how to convey it. Um, so you can start charging right out the gate. There's no real, there's, there's no need to necessarily wait but caveat you have to have momentum so if the only engagements you're getting are free engagements on the front end then you need to do those engagements get video of those engagements you need to make sure that you're getting reviews from those engagements the last podcast episode on speak your way to cash um, with ash actually went through and discussed how to make how to make your free engagements convert and how to analyze what engagements you should be doing for free. Unpaid engagements don't necessarily mean you don't get value out of them. It just means that you weren't getting paid monetarily on the front end. It should mean, though, that you can get something of value out of the engagement. So he went through the steps that he utilized to actually um, get the get the, the, the engagement and the, the money, the clients, the resources that he wanted out of free engagement. So I would highly recommend you take a listen to that episode as well. Definitely. So the belief you need, you need to believe that your speech actually will make the world a better place. The actions you need, you need to be pitching consistently, 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 which means don't just do it once. And like some people are like, oh, you know, it didn't make sense. I, I pitched 30 people and it didn't work. Who cares about you pitching 30 people? Let me be honest. 30 people ain't going to get you nowhere. That is too small of a sample size. You really want... So if I'm pitching 300 people a week, that's 1,200 people a month. There are some speakers in this group, in fact, that pitch 1,200 people a week. So it's all about what you can actually... Um, what you can actually handle, that's going to be really, really, really important in terms of how many people you're going to pitch every week. But 30 can't be the reason you quit. Now, if you're pitching 3,000 people, you've done your first 3,000 pitches and nobody is responding to you. You're not getting any feedback. Nothing is coming through. You don't have any calls set up um, because I do cold email, warm call, close. That's kind of my process for working with people. And I find that that works really well. Email, get them on the phone, tell them more about myself. What's also worked really well is I'm telling y'all, the better my website has gotten for co collegiate speaking, the better prospects I've received, period. There's no there's no other way around it. it. It really does help to have your brand assets in order. It helps that when people Google you, something comes up. You don't want negative stuff to come up, but you want something to come up. So you really want to think about all of that stuff on the front end. That's very, very, very important. So you got to get your mind right. Because your thoughts, your thoughts, your repeated thoughts, the things that you think every single day become your beliefs, which become your actions. It literally converts into what you do. And so most of you have the information you need. You just haven't started doing anything with it. So that is a problem. Um, that's a real problem because if you can't execute, you can't iterate. And if you can't iterate, you can't do business. So when you execute something and it doesn't work, that's great. That's great data in terms of what didn't work. Then what you do is you don't give up. You think, okay, why didn't that work? Why didn't that convert? Why did this school back out on their contract? How large is the school? 
Who signed the contract? Maybe I need to have different people signing the contract. How many points of contact did I have with them after they signed the contract? Maybe I need to follow up with them every week until the event. Okay, well, have I tried that? No. Well, let me try that next time. So that's called iterating. Like you need to, there needs to be different iterations of your process until it's perfected. But if you aren't failing, if everything you do, you're winning, it doesn't even help you to win all the time. It does not. So you definitely, 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 definitely want to make sure that you are getting some losses in there. You are. You want to get some losses in there. Everyone chases the yes, but winners chase no's too. And when I say chase, I'm not saying like I'm I'm hoping that I lose all the time. I'm saying I'm not just looking at yeses as wins. I'm looking at the no's and thinking, okay, great. Now I have more data to analyze what I need to do to become a better businesswoman. Okay, that speech didn't go as well as I'd liked. What jokes did I tell there? Let me watch this tape back so I can figure out how to change that for next time. What worked well? What didn't? This is why you really need people around you who are critical. I know that everyone likes the yes, friend, and the woo, yes, girl, you're so good, you're so good, or yes, homie, you did a great job, but like really, you need people in your corner that are going to be like baby that's not that lit that's not that great like you're getting because on social media no shade I like when people say oh Ashley you're doing a good job all that stuff is good but what I have seen is that there are some people whose standards are such that they applaud mediocrity and if you're not careful and you get addicted to the applause then it will be problematic for you because you'll never get better because you're already everyone's saying you're doing so good you really want people who are like no that really wasn't that good it just it, it was not it was not the best or that doesn't really look that great or maybe you can change this or this doesn't work or you got a typo there like you want people who will tell you the truth okay about things that matter and they need to do it in a way that you actually can take their feedback and make change that's how you can tell the difference between someone who is um who is trying to give you uh, critical feedback to make you better versus someone who's just like a hater. Haters give you, they say stuff like, girl, you ugly. That doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. Like, okay, but girl, I'm in this new fitness program. You can lose 25 pounds by 2019. You should join because look, I know you look good. I know you look great and everything, but look, they said gut health is very important. And I noticed for me, when I started eating better and exercising, like something that makes you better, not just, oh, you're fat or, oh, you're ugly or, oh, that speech sucked. That doesn't help. But like, have you thought about using humor in your speech? That's actually helpful. So um, that's one thing to say. So someone asked the question and said, is your program good for an event space business? So my program is for entrepreneurs who want to speak in order to make additional revenue. So if you want to add speaking as a stream of revenue for your company, regardless of what that company is, then that is really who it's for. So consultants and experts and entrepreneurs and that entrepreneur where some people are like, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a speaker. Like, whatever. If you if your check comes from something you do versus from getting a W-2 from an employer, then you are an entrepreneur. So don't get too caught up in that word. But that's essentially who it's for. So the elite program is for that individual. The person who's like, I, I genuinely want to do the work that is required to make speaking a revenue stream for my business. That is exactly who it's for. So if you're interested in that, you can email me at admin at passionpurposeandpaychecks.com for the one-on-one -on -one option. We do uh, open it at certain times. And typically, it's talked about at our live events. But... 
for everyone else who's like, okay, I want to learn more about the speaking business, make sure you come to the event. I don't travel often. And after the Atlanta event, um, I won't be doing another event out of state this year. So that's my last out of state event. Other than that, you can come to the event in Chicago. Atlanta is August 31st in Atlanta, the Speaking Ready Cash Live event there. So, guys, those are the big things, your beliefs and your actions. Um, and then the last would just be your accountability, the accountability. So people, I know that mindset is really, really important. We've talked about your beliefs, your actions. Um, the accountability piece of it is critical, though, because you want and you want to be accountability to your uh, to your actions, not just the results. So that looks like I'm going to send out 300 pitches this week. I'm going to run one Facebook ads this week. I'm going to reach out to 10 companies this week. And then when you do it, you're like, okay, great. I hit my activity goal for the week. And then you do it again the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week. And after consistent actions, then you can start figuring out your revenue goals. Because look, you don't know what your sales cycle is. You don't know whether it takes you three months to land a client that's paying you or if your average time to land a client is 90 days. And because you don't know that, saying you're going to make 5000 a month means nothing when you don't know the actual activities that it takes to hit that number on the front end. So if you don't know what those numbers look like, you can't, you can't even make revenue goals. Because I could easily say, I want to make seven figures this year. Well, first I got to hit six, then I got to hit 200,000, then 300,000, then 400,000. Like before I was having um, 15K months or 20K months, I had to get one client. I just had to get one client and then I had to figure out, well, how did I get that one client? So I could duplicate that to get the second client and the third client and the fourth client. And for me, I analyzed where my clients came from after my first 25 signed clients. Um, so you want to figure out what where your clients are coming from now so that you can grow a business. But it's called growing a business because people people can have revenue goals all day long, but it doesn't really matter if you don't have the data behind how that revenue actually occurs for you. Because it may be different for me and for you. I love speaking. So I make speaking a part of my marketing plan, whether it's for my law firm or my standalone speaking business. But for someone who loves writing, blogging may be a part of their plan. Writing books may be a part of their plan. And that looks very different than me doing uh, live webinars or live trainings or a podcast. I based my marketing strategies around what I like to do and what I am naturally good at. So you should base your marketing strategy around things you enjoy doing that allow you to really connect and build deep relationships with your customers and your clients. But you need the belief that what you're doing will actually positively impact the world. Then you need to take some consistent action over time. And then the way that you analyze that action is by being accountable and making sure you're hitting those weekly activity goals and then eventually your monthly and annual revenue goals. So all of that is key to having the sales mindset. And let me tell you something else. Stop thinking of selling in the sense of like, I'm trying to get somebody to do something that will benefit me because I need to make money. That's the wrong way to think about it. If I make an offer for someone to be in one of my programs that I know works, then I am making them, I'm giving them an opportunity to be a part of something with me that they want anyways. It's a win-win. It's not a grimy thing. And if someone, for whatever reason, does not want to be a part of that or can't afford to be a part of that or doesn't, you know, they can't do that at the time, 
That is none of that really is none of my business. Like all I can do is make the offer. I can follow up, make sure that because I know that the opportunity works well because I don't accept everyone into the Speak Your Way to Cash Elite program. So if I say, yes, we should work together, then we really should. Um, but if I say we shouldn't work together at this time or you should maybe do something else first, then maybe that's the best course of action because I don't want I want people in the program that work with me one on one to um, actually win. I really want them to win. I don't want them to be everyone's in the program. They're losing. They can't they don't know what they are supposed to do next. They're unclear. They don't have clarity. That's not what I want. People who aren't clear don't act. If you ain't clear, you can't collect your money anyways. Okay, no clarity, no coins. So I do think that it's really important that we talked about the mindset of what it takes to pitch yourself as a speaker. And I specifically wanted to have this conversation because as speakers, unlike when I'm selling this iPhone, right, like one of my products, a product that I didn't create, um, when you are speaking, you are selling something that is innately unique to who you are as a person. And I know that that can be really difficult, especially if you have a roadblock as it relates to self-promotion. But when you think about promoting yourself, talking about your accolades, talking about your experience, talking about what you can do, the, the thing that is really, really important to remember is the only reason you're talking about what you have done, what you have accomplished, is because you talking about that helps them to learn more about the person who they are about to entrust with either a speech or a coaching program. And that is critical, 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 critical. So I do hope that this was helpful. I hope that you all have some food for thought, some things to think about. If you do have questions and you're listening on the podcast, then join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. Post your questions in the group. See what happens. A lot of people in the community are awesome. They're speakers. Everyone's building and growing together. So we're happy to help and have new people join and become a part of our Speak Your Way to Cash family. But thank you guys so much and have a great day.